are listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Love that intro music. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I am Tom trying not to blow out your eardrums if you have headphones in. <laughs> Listening in the car, you're probably all right. Yeah. AirPods you're just screwed. went flying out your ears. And I realized that I'm doing the actions and none of you can hear that. But <laughs> that's what we're here for. Bringing your daily, your, your weekly dose of eardrum uh, bursting. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that is why we are here. And Chris, you know, as I've shared on the podcast before, um, like my, my Tom's take on several occasions has been like Yahoo driving, like things that I've seen while driving. Um, and most of them have come while I've lived up here in Northern Illinois in the rural area and like just rural drivers for some reason are just a little bit out there. <laughs> a little bit. So my wife sent me, my wife sent me a video. Um, she, she had stopped her car to take this video, but it, so it didn't actually involve another yahoo driver but in my little town i'm not going to say the name of my little town but outside of my little town was an animal on the road mm -hmm. not uncommon right mm -hmm. see animals all the time you see deer you see turkey you see all sorts of stuff raccoons mm -hmm. um but this was a bird okay it was a big bird mm -hmm. what kind of bird do you think there was walking in the middle of the road that made my wife stop the car and take a video a chicken if you guessed an if you guessed an emu you'd be right what what an emu? there was an emu there was an emu walking in the <laughs> middle of the road about a mile and a half away from my house just chilling and now i almost i, I feel like i need to show you the video while we're while we're here because no. it's just no like emu 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 Oh my! Yeah, that's an emo. That just chilling. What? What? Just out to sell insurance, man. <laughs> like just. <laughs> Why? Why? Of all the things, and so this was Tuesday. She was like on the way to the dentist, and I, I'm, I'm back here at the house, and I'm working from home, and I get this text. I'm like, oh man, I thought everything's all right. And I see it's a video, like. Okay, what did you see? Because I mean, she's on the way to the dentist. What, did, what she, could she have seen between here and next town over? An emu. <laughs> Liberty Mutual has quite the marketing campaign, yeah. I should say, for this area. So, Jeez. anyway, Impressive. that is not what we're going to be talking about today. But I had to share yeah. that with you. And the video, I mean, it's not very long at all. But I'm going to sh uh, share it onto the Facebook page because I just I, I feel like it needs to be seen by other people. Like no one's going to believe right now that i just said my wife saw an emu while driving i didn't believe you <laughs> that, that's too random to believe it's too random to believe right. but now you've seen the video evidence i think others need to too absolutely anyway getting into the real content uh, of this episode yes not my sidebars chris i'm gonna go ahead and turn off like you don't have to you know send me to the background i'm gonna turn off my mic because this goes back to a topic that you had on your uh, sports and more with Chris, or yeah. at least a you know yeah. a, a a variation of this the topic you discussed. Uh -huh. Chris, you are going to talk about what is a recession. 
Oh, yes. And I am not. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the show. All right. Because Tom is going to sit back and enjoy the show because he knows I'm hot about this topic. I texted him, I think, two days ago saying, hey, would it be wrong of me to go onto the Facebook page and say, hey, I told you so. When I told all of you two weeks ago that the lies were going to come in fast and furious from the media and the government about the state of the economy, I told you this was coming. I recorded this episode on July 15th. Six days later, the, the White House tries to change the definition of what is a recession. I told you this was coming. If you didn't listen to me, you are an idiot. I said this was coming. Listen to Chris when it comes, about, when it comes to the economy. Why are they lying? Because the second quarter GDP was negative 0.9%, which was released today. Combined with the first quarter GDP of negative 1.6% means we have a recession on our hands according to the technical definition of the term recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. However, the White House on July 21st decided that they were going to change the definition of what a recession was and say that it is determined by the National Bureau of Economic Research which is a holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, in industrial production and incomes, which is just nonsensical and nonsense, which means in six months, we'll be told we were in a recession. It's about how that plays out. And they're going to, they keep pointing to the unemployment rate, the unemployment rate, which is at 3.6%, which is, which is a great indicator that the economy is in a great place, which is pure and utter poppycock, dang it. The unemployment rate, as I explained, is based on how many people are, have jobs and how many people are in the labor force. We all know if you're in any manufacturing business, we are short jobs everywhere. If you go to the to the grocery store, there's people not at the grocery store working. If you go to to McDonald's for a pizza, there's not enough people at McDonald's to cover the drive-through. I mean, we are short jobs everywhere. The unemployment rate is nonsense. is a useless statistic to govern the economy. I've been saying this since college when I realized what the unemployment rate meant. Now, the media, your CNNs, ABCs, Rolling Stones, Variety, everyone is carrying water for the White House by saying we are not in a we are not in a recession. And you want to know what I'm going to go out and say? They're, they're right. They're, they're right because you want to know what we have on our hands? We have recession. With inflation, which means stagflation. I told you it was here. I told you it was coming. I mean, and it, it, I, I'm losing words because I'm so ticked off that we're getting lied to and they think that we're too stupid to recognize it. And to top this whole thing off, to make it worse, Congress passed a $280 billion chips spending plan to help subsidize computer chip manufacturers here in the U.S., which makes sense because we know Taiwan makes 95% of those. And right now, China's running war with Taiwan and with, and with the U.S., so we have a hot war coming. Get, just be ready for that to break out. And But only $52 billion of it is going towards those companies. So uh, about a fourth, a fifth of the actual plant is for the companies. So the rest of it is just boondoggling for other things. Oh, and they're talking about a $2 trillion boondoggle to spend on to spend to help with climate change, increase corporate taxes, and attempt to reduce prescription costs, which they're calling the uh, Inflation Reduction Plan, ironically, because this is going to make inflation 10 times worse, you morons. And this is why Chris is ticked off, Chris is angry, and he's telling you guys, ignore the media. Chris has been right this whole time. I told you why inflation wasn't transitory. Fact check true, Chris was right. I told you inflation was coming. Fact check true, Chris was right. I'm going to be right about this. Inflation will be over 10% in 
in August. Be ready for it. It'll be around 9% in July. If this passes, it'll be over 10% in August. Be ready for it. I'm done, Tom. Welcome back. And as I have told you before, Chris, I don't, I don't, I don't wait for the news to come out. I wait for your news to come out. I wait for your response to the news because that's like depending on how what your response is tells me the severity of the uh, topic that we're discussing. Ugh. And when you when you reached out to me right away and like oh, it was longer than your normal introductory, like usually. We'll kind of say like, hey, brother, what's up? And like, yeah. what's our week going? You sent me a yeah. little bit of a paragraph yeah. starting to go off. I'm like, oh, Chris is heated. So uh, uh. I know I know it doesn't feel good, but to, now that it's off your chest, like it's out there. Yeah, right? it's out there. Now probably doesn't feel any better. No. Now, now you're just all more riled up. No, so. no. ticked off. Dang it. <laughs> Ticked off, Chris. Ticked off, uh, Chris. Well, anyway, Chris, to, to make it easier, uh, why don't you go into a more normal topic yeah, yes. and give us the MLB standings? Yes. And and let's put that let, let's put that uh, uh, the stagflation behind us for the moment. Uh, you, you, as much as we wish we could do yeah. that as a country, <laughs> right. uh, you and I have to for the rest of the night. All right. All right. So we're gonna go with the standings, and the Yankees are of course in first place in the AL in the AL East with a 11 and a half game lead over the Blue Jays. They're playing. The Yankees are still playing good baseball, but not as dominant as they were because now they're tied with the with the Dodgers for the best record in baseball. So. The Yankees are so good, but they're no longer like the superior, super duper team now. In the AL Central, you saw the Twins in first with like I think a game and a half lead over the Guardians. Hard to tell again because the Guardians have played more games than the Twins, so it's like one of those things. Like, eh, I don't know. It's about this many games. Meanwhile, in the AL West, the Mariners may be playing great baseball, but it means nothing right now because the Astros have a ten game, have an eleven game lead over them still at this point. So the Mariners may be a playoff team, maybe a wild card team, are good enough to be. To win the AL Central, good enough to compete for the NL Central, but absolutely out of it for every other division on the planet. So, Mariners, congratulations! You're playing good baseball, but you're 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 too far out to catch the Astros at this point. Speaking of team, I said I was too far out to catch a team. I remember when I said the Braves were not going to catch the the Mets to win the division because they were like ten games out, like after May. I recall that, yeah. Well, I was wrong on that one. They're only two. They're only three games out now, coming down the home stretch. I was gonna say, man. I, did, I wanted to text yeah, you this yeah, week, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? He, he's gonna he's gonna realize yeah. it when we talk about it this week. I so. looked at it. Oh, I'm wrong about that one. I know the statistics say they had no chance. Uh, apparently, no one told the Braves that because the Braves have been playing great baseball. So, hats out to the Braves and the Mets. Whenever you guys get David Robinson, Wilson Contreras, good luck to you guys when you make a playoff run. Because the NL Central, the Brewers are starting to run away with the, with the division with a three-game lead over the Cardinals. Those two teams have been neck and neck. But a three-game lead at this point is massive because I don't think either of those teams has led the division by three games at any point in this season, to, to put it bluntly. And th this is why the Cardinals are going full-court press to get Juan Soto right now. They are the team people are, want, are rumoring to be all over the Nationals to get Juan Soto. And that's probably because they're trying to get into the playoffs with the Brewers. And then the NL West, the Dodgers are still playing Dodgers baseball, are still rumored to be in the running to get one settle, as are the Padres, who are you have the unfortunate problem of being in the same division as the Dodgers, where they're like 11, 12 games out. So that's the baseball sandwich for you guys. Uh, the teams are good are still the teams are good. The teams are bad are still the teams are bad. I mean, 
The Cubs have won six games in a row, so we look pretty good right now, which it means nothing because we're not making the playoffs. So way to win games when they don't matter, Cubs. Way to go. Right. Of course, we're making our ma- making our push too late, too little too late. But, uh, yeah, not going to happen. But, you know, <laughs> still good to see wins, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we'll hang on to that part at least. So, yeah. as always, appreciate the standings update. And, again, much more normal yeah. topic much more easy going. The Cubs topic. suck. Aside from I, I, being I, I, wrong on the Braves thing, but yeah, yeah. well, all right. When the Cubs suck, it's hard to be easy going. But well, I accept you know, it. I accept it. At, so. at least it's a transitionary topic. <laughs> we, we accept it. That's all right. We, we've accepted it for months. But um, moving on to a different sport, we are going to be talking about some football tonight. Yes. And before we talk about the NFL, we're going to talk about real football. Yes. And that's the XFL, the XFL Town Hall. On Sunday, July 24th, the XFL had a town hall meeting uh, or town hall event, excuse me, in Arlington, Texas mm-hmm. to make some major announcements and to generate some fan interaction. Yeah. Um, so that's why it was more of an event than just a, a general uh, meeting. It's, this was really intended to kind of also serve as a marketing yeah. um, event for the XFL. Um, but, uh, this was the same day as their sixth and final showcase, uh, event took place in Arlington. Uh, the other five had taken place, you know, different places yeah. around the U S. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was formally announced that the XFL had partnered with ABC and, uh, as Chris <laughs> calls it, ESPCNN, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to televise all of their games on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and FX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing. It's good to have they, television backing. They can't be on Fox because Fox, Fox owns the USFL, so they can't have the games on Fox. Right, so. right. So FX is the next best thing. Yeah. So instead of getting your Sunday afternoon movie, you're going to get <laughs> Rat. XFL. So... Uh, co-owner of the league, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and co-owner and chairwoman Danny Garcia also announced the eight cities that will host XFL teams and formerly for, – uh, are you trying to say formerly or formally? Formally. Sorry, bad spelling on that one. Formally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm looking at why uh, – we're, we're, talking, we're talking like uh, uh, black tie formal, not no. past tense – Former. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how, anyway. how to word uh, that. catch that. Announced. Man. <laughs> it's all good. I asked for the because fix it still for works. me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why does it make sense contextually? Because it still works technically in a sentence. They previously <laughs> announced is yeah. how that reads, but they formally yeah. announced at this event that the coaches for each city. So the head coach had been announced on uh, June 9th, yeah. excuse me, but now we have. Uh, coaching staff for, or at least more coaches to announce for the eight cities around the country. So we're going to run through those eight cities and some of them did change from uh, previous locations and some are new entirely. So, excuse me, Um, Arlington, Texas, obviously they're hosting this event in Arlington. It makes sense for them to have a team or it makes sense that they're going to announce that there's a team in Arlington yeah. um, since they're hosting the event there. And this was actually changed from Dallas. Was it the, the Dallas uh, Renegades? Renegades? Yeah. Um, right. Um, so uh, Arlington, Texas is the new location. 
Um, and as, all right, so as far as we know, some of these, uh, if, if the team name is changing or what the te new team name we don't know is, we're not going to we don't know, team names. know it. We yet. don't know. There have no, no, no. team names so, have been announced. We just know cities. That's it. So it could very well be the Arlington Renegades, mm -hmm. or it could be something new. So yeah. this is just the location and uh, staff. So we have head coach Bob Stoops, former head coach of Oklahoma. And the offensive coordinator was announced as Jonathan Hayes, former head coach of the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Hawks. So our our Battle Hawks. I was going to say, where's the Hawks coming in? Sure. Yeah, the, the, the Hawks are losing their head coach uh, to be the offensive coordinator of the Arlington team. Uh, and the defensive coordinator of that team is John Hayes, former defensive coordinator of the St. Louis Battle Hawks. So Battle Hawks took a hit on their coaching staff, but I imagine that's because they were so good that they wanted them to now go to what I'm assuming is almost acting as the headquarters team, um, the America's team, if you will, of the XFL given that this large event was hosting in Arlington, I feel like they're going to be putting a lot of money into this Arlington team or a lot of support into this Arlington area. Probably. So um, the, uh, the stadium that they're using is Choctaw Stadium, former stadium of the Texas Rangers and the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. So again, same location as the Dallas Renegades. Mm -hmm. It's just formally yeah. moving the team to <laughs> yeah. Arlington. So right. um, there you have it. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I, I think it's uh, good staff. Uh, I mean, honestly, you've got what, in, in our opinion, was the best team before the Battle Hawks. Yeah. You got two of their staff yeah. now on that staff with Bob Stoops, who was a great coach at Oklahoma and other places before. So, I mean, they've got a really solid coaching staff there yeah. and seems like a lot of support from the league. So oh, yeah. they're, they're, things are looking looking good for um, the team down in Arlington. Uh, note, one note for uh, Next, we are retaining the... Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, go ahead, go uh, ahead. Bob Stoops also... I forgot to put this in the notes, but he's also the head coach of the Dallas Renegades of the XFL in 2020. So it was like, he's still right. <laughs> the loser head coach. He, he's, he's just staying there. They're yeah. buying into him. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, now, uh, on another note, uh, another staying in Texas, we are retaining the Houston, Texas team. Mm -hmm. um, the head coach is Wade Phillips, oh. former head coach and defensive coordinator in the NFL across the board, multiple yeah. um, places. And, uh, right. He just, he, he's, he's uh, served in a lot of different roles. Um, but uh, the, Offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator have not been yeah. announced yet, for, but that uh, unless that has changed in the last little bit, no, no. Um, but I'll go ahead and announce the stadium okay, if you, if you want, or unless you had a note there on the yeah, staff, no, coaching no, staff. I so. know on the staff. Um, yeah, they, they haven't. Gotcha. Okay, I'm I'm going off of our notes here. I know, and a lot of stuff is actually still coming out too. So we're right. we're rolling with it here. Yeah, I think lower my notes. I should put this earlier in the notes, so that's my bad. But the staff for every team has been announced outside of the Las Vegas team. So that's the only team we don't know. I just mentioned OC and DCs if they were important enough to recognize so that we could say, hey, this is a big name for us. Oh, I, that was my goal. So I apologize. And I, I had forgotten about that. <laughs> I had forgotten about that note b below, too. Yeah. So I, I was looking down there. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. So Vegas only right, be right, right, right. So, all right. Well, so uh, we will only be noting the notable. Yeah, the ones uh, we know. <laughs> OCs and DCs. We'll, we'll let you know every head coach, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right, so they'll be playing at TDECU Stadium, which is the University of Houston. Yep. So University of Houston Stadium. Let's just call it that <laughs> um, because TDECU is probably just some credit union. Just yep. look, I mean, look, it ends in CU. It's, yep. it's some credit union that uh, bought the right naming rights to the stadium. Anyway, um, a new location, but same team. So Orlando, Florida, it's the team moved from Tampa Bay. So it was formerly in Tampa Bay, now being moved to Orlando. The head coach is uh, Terrell Buckley, fifth overall pick in the 1992 NFL draft, and he played 14 seasons in the NFL. Um, not a notable OC or DC uh, staff to announce, but they will be playing at Camping World Stadium, which hosts the Citrus Bowl every year. So. I'd say that's a pretty pretty good home stadium, don't yeah. you? I mean, oh, yeah. that's that's a that's a good uh, good place to uh, hang your hat at the end of the day, I should say. Yeah. Uh, any anything to note there, Chris, with the Orlando team? I know it was yeah. formerly in Tampa Bay, but uh, moved to Orlando. We're making some moves around the country in different areas, but smaller moves. I mean, yeah. Dallas to Arlington, Tampa to Orlando. Not much, not too yeah. bad there. At least moving them within the state. No, it made sense. What they said was that when they, I can mention this afterwards, but when they did the research, they were trying to pick uh, uh, cities that wanted another football, they want a football team or another football team. So Orlando makes sense. Tampa Bay is kind of one of those cities where it's kind of like fair weather-ish. So if the team's good, they'll go. If they're not, they're like we're in Tampa Bay, we have better things to do. Orlando doesn't have a football team, so it makes sense to move from Tampa Bay to Orlando, and you still have a big football stadium to play in. So if you get fans to show up, it looks good. If Absolutely. you don't, it's like eh, it doesn't look so good. It's like the Guardians, when the Guardians play football games, they have about five fans show up, and so the MetLife stadium look empty as all get out. So it has to. You need enough fans to make it look good. So that that'll be the question with Orlando. And, and with Arlington in, in retrospect, because Houston did a great job because the Roughnecks had fans all the time because they were undefeated, played good football. So it really depends on how mm-hmm. good the teams do. Depends on fan support in in most for most of these cities, actually. Right. Well, and as I think one thing that's going could possibly make a difference for the better for Arlington is they were the Dallas Renegades, based out of Dallas, but played in Arlington anyway. Right. So, I mean, maybe now that they're basing the team in Arlington, investing more into the city, and, and since the city, I mean, if they did their research in that area because they were hosting the games, wanted the football team more, maybe then they um, will get a little bit more fan support. And by hosting this event in Arlington to try to drum up uh, support as well, I think that's going to do well for that city. So, um uh, again, it's it's having access to a good stadium that people want to go to, mm-hmm. and having access to fans that want to go there. Right. So, um, speaking of areas that people want to go to, uh, what happens in Vegas now includes the XFL. So, Las Vegas, Nevada, is a new city added, and it'll be including Coach Rod Woodson, Ooh. who is a uh, Canadian no, football. No, college, college. Oh, I thought you meant Canadian, no, no. <laughs> you meant Canadian no, football. No. I'm like, wait a minute. No. no. College, football. college football and NFL Hall of Fame D back. I'm like, not Canadian. That would be CFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. College football and NFL Hall of Fame defensive back. The stadium is to be decided um, because there's not really. I mean, <laughs> wh- where would they where would they possibly use? Like, uh, 
the UNLV, Nevada, Las Vegas. That's my. I mean, thought. that's 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 I think the the most likely right. area because um, I mean, even the the Raiders, um, I mean that. It's not likely that they would get no, to use that no, facility, not, even if it not was not So I mean, not that yeah, facility. It's, it's too no, nice. No, <laughs> it's too nice, and and they're constantly doing upgrades yeah. to it. It's like no, they're going to use their off season to keep it nice. Yes. So yeah. Um. So, but uh. So th- that's going to be one because it's new. They don't have everything mm-hmm. operationally figured out yet. Um. But and also that is the team that uh, does not have. Um, an OC, a DC, a director of yep, team yep, operations, they have that. They have, or a director of... They have that. They just don't have the OC and DC. I thought so. you said every team but. Yeah, everything oh, but okay. has all, right. well, all these team... things. But Las Vegas is needing the stadium OC and DC. They have the director of what... personnel and the director of team operations, but every other team has all those things. It's just that Vegas is missing the, the things. Oh, all right. I was, conf- yeah. I was confused yeah. by your notes. Actually, we should see. We're not... Pre- <laughs> professionals yeah. we didn't talk about this ahead of time but they they need staff yeah, they, they need, need staff. staff and a place to play yep. that's what it boils down minor problems right. um minor problems <laughs> we don't have a place to moving play moving back to the state of no they don't have a place to play they'll just play in the, the schoolyard um moving back to texas for another new mm-hmm. city san antonio so we're hitting um like north central south central and southern texas here mm-hmm. with the, the all, all the cities there texas is well represented mm-hmm. san antonio texas um will be coached by heinz ward yes. who's a steelers wide out for 14 seasons yep. and the stadium that they're going to be using is the alamo dome mm-hmm. which is an awesome place that they get to use uh, it has hosted nfl games in the past and uh the san antonio commanders of the AAF. Yep. Um, so, uh, again, I think that's, that kind of is a testament that San Antonio was one of those cities that they did research on and wanted oh, a football yeah. team. So they added one there. So absolutely. Um, so I think this is going to do well. Texas typically does well. Obviously, Houston did great. And this is now a team between Houston and Arlington for those fans that are in the very large state of Texas yeah. and don't want to drive five hours to one or the other. So um, here we are with San Antonio um, hosting uh, a new team. And again, we don't know the name. Next up on the list, the sixth team is Seattle, Washington. Um, And and that'll be coached, excuse me, by Jim Haslett, former head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. Um, And they will be using Lumen Field, which is home of the the Seattle Seahawks and the Seattle Dragons, which... Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, can't get much better home field than the Seahawks yeah. when you're in based out of Seattle. Like that's, that's a great place. Oh, so, yeah. Seattle's, um, yeah. good for them. That's, that's where Seattle's one of the two cities that was actually profitable in the XFL. I think, or they were close to it mm-hmm. five games in. So it, it was smart to keep it in Seattle. It, that was a no brainer for the XFL to do that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the offensive coordinator for Seattle w- is going to be June Jones, former head coach of the Houston Roughnecks. So again, getting a popular coach mm-hmm. from the previous um, mm-hmm. iteration of the XFL now coaching out in Seattle and some folks around our neck of the yeah. woods might recognize the next name defensive coordinator, Ron Zook, 
um, is who is the former head coach of the University of Illinois and Florida. So, uh, Zookball heading down, yeah. heading out to Seattle. Back that's uh, head of football that's a name I, I know. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's your one game. <laughs> Sorry, U of I fans, but Dad, I'm gonna keep Dad. I'm gonna keep my comments to myself about uh, U of I football. Sorry, but they don't win football. Anyway, off moving along. Before <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> anyway, moving to our favorite yes. city of the previous version of the XFL. This uh, is gonna be in St. Louis, Missouri. I hope yeah. they keep the Battle Hawks name because oh, that just yeah. it it resonated with the fans so well. The fans they they people of St. Louis bought into that team a hundred percent. So I am so happy that they're bringing it back. That's obviously going to be the closest one for us oh, yeah. to go and possibly try to uh, see a game. Oh, I think we got to make it happen. Oh, Although will. the last time we went to a game, uh, like a month later, uh, a global pandemic uh, yeah, you're right. hit. So maybe we should, unrelated. yeah, maybe we should it's sit unrelated. this one out. Unrelated, um, unrelated, unrelated, unrelated. We just won't go to the home opener. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to the home opener. Dang it. <laughs> anyway. We're going back. <laughs> oh, we can't let them know that because we, oh, yeah. we don't want to be blamed. Oh, true, um, true, true, anyway, true, true. So true. obviously the, uh, the, the Battle Hawks are losing their head coach, Jonathan Hayes, oh, to man. Arlington. So they have a new head coach who was announced, Anthony Becht. Uh, NFL tight end of 11 seasons is going to be heading up the St. Louis. We hope the battle Hawks, uh, if they change the name, I'm going to change my team allegiance. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, <laughs> stadium, riots in the streets. Uh, right. Going to be the no, 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 no violence. No yes, violence. there will be. There will be protest, protest, protest. No protest, violence. Protest, no, there protest. will just there will just be a bunch of people with Battle Hawks T-shirts yeah. outside the dome at America <laughs> yes. Center, which is still their home, mm-hmm. and a former stadium of the Rams. I think it was the Edward Jones Dome yeah. before when when Rams were still there. So. Um, that's still going to be the home. And the offensive coordinator that is notable is Bruce Gradkowski, yeah. NFL quarterback uh, of eight seasons. Yeah. So, uh, again, they got uh, two former NFL players um, leading that team. And obviously, they have a defensive coordinator that was announced. But um, yeah. again, we're just noting those that were, um, I, I wouldn't call them big names, but more recognizable right. than others. So, uh, who's um, a big name coming up? Last. Oh, yeah, there's a big name coming up. Um, but I'll let, yeah, I'll let you get to that. So Washington, D.C. is retaining a team, and their head coach is Reggie Barlow, um, who was an eight-season vet uh, in the NFL at wideout. Uh, Washington will be playing at Audi Field, which is the former stadium of the D.C. Defenders. So, again, staying in the same uh, location. I I hope they keep the same names for these teams that yeah. stay in the same locations mm-hmm. or were close to it, just because it makes a lot of sense that there was, I think, more success this last round of the XFL than um, you know we, we even expected. Uh, so it, it's really cool. It would be really cool if they kept that. Now the defensive coordinator. I'm going to take you, let you take the lead on this once right. I say the name. But Greg Williams. All right. Former defensive coordinator in the NFL. Yes, that Greg Williams. Chris, you you seen most mm-hmm. 
excited, interested, yeah. really wanted to talk about this. So you, uh, Greg Williams, right, what's so, your deal with Greg Williams? All right, so Greg Williams, this is a uh, triple G Greg Williams. Is he's also known as by the Pat McAfee show because he's got three G's in his name. There are three G's in that, yeah. that name. So triple G Greg G's Williams, this is the Greg Williams of New Orleans Saints fame, who was the DC who had bounty gate when they were paying players to injure quarterbacks. So he is that Greg Williams. He's also the Greg Williams whose final play, uh, uh, final defensive corner gig was with the Jets, and his final play he calls an all blitz on fourth down to lose the game because the team threw a hail mary. Because <laughs> Greg Williams has never seen an opportunity to not throw an all blitz at people. So that is Triple G Greg Williams. That is who he is. So he is a a wild man. So I guess they're. They're hoping the medical bills are low for the XFL because Triple G Greg Williams is going to try to hurt people because he's an because he's a, he's a maniac. Well, if, <laughs> if you're going to put a maniac D coordinator um, in a league anywhere, might as well be the yeah. XFL because, yeah. I mean, yeah, these guys yeah. aren't getting paid a lot. So no. if Bounty Gate gets them a little, you know, extra hundred bucks a week, yeah, you're geez. gonna you're gonna see some guys laying out. Oh yeah, but. Oh, oh man, that just, just imagine if this if that like actually that happens again. in this league. Now we're just gonna now everybody in yeah. charge mm-hmm. of the XFL is just gonna like be like, why? Why, why did we do? Why uh, the, the Rock himself may just throw Greg Williams out of DC. You'll give him the Rock but, bomb and then give him the old people's elbow and the, the, the lamb out of the league. And, and, and on the way and on the way down, say say, how do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So as we had said before, so those are our eight cities. It's going to be Arlington, Texas, Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Orlando, Florida, Las Vegas, Seattle, St. Louis, and Washington, D.C. Now, as we had said before, every team but Las Vegas has a stadium, OC, and D.C., and every team has a director of team operations and director of player personnel. Um, And really what we've been waiting for now, Chris, and what we will be waiting until November for is the XFL draft. Now I'm more excited about this draft because it's well in advance of when they'll be playing the season. Wait, there's plenty of time now for um, player preparation. So the XFL draft will be in November of this year. You mean it's not going to be a month before the season like the USFL where they did like they they take like two months before. Wait, they're actually they're planning things. <laughs> they actually have coaches. They have they they have cities. They actually have coaches. They have stadiums. They have what what all, all coaching staff. They have directors what? of teams and uh, operations and no. player personnel. They're gonna do a draft about five months before the season. What is this nonsense? Real yes, they're gonna do it the right way <laughs> because this is real football. I mean, think about it. The draft for the NFL is in April, and then camps start in the summer. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that you'd have the draft uh, about five months before the season, four to five months before the season, and have preparation. Only three for this one, because they start games in February. So it's only about three, but still enough time. I mean, still, three to five months. NFL ideally season. you'd want to have as much time you want to have as much time as you yeah <laughs> too long all right you're not wrong but the 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 length of the off season in the nfl is also the reason that we're able to go to a practice for the bears yeah true so true. let's not complain about that gladly take that gladly take that so um draft in november start and play in february that's it's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, 
We also found out more about the partnership between the NFL and the XFL regarding the NFL Alumni Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, that players that were among the last cut from NFL rosters can attend this academy to train and study film. Mm-hmm. Uh, if these players are not signed by a team at the time of the XFL draft, um, they'll be automatically included in the XFL draft. So that is to say that they get um, this opportunity to attend a, a, a training and learning seminar, basically to study film and, and learn more of the behind the scenes, off field things, technical stuff with, with the game, but still have an opportunity to be signed by an NFL team. But if they do not get signed by an NFL team, um, by the time the draft comes around, they are eligible to be drafted in the XFL, which I think is a great opportunity for the XFL as opposed to making them ineligible entirely because they were um, on an NFL roster and then cut in, you know, through, um, you know, several means. So I, I think this is going to be great. It's going to get some new guys that maybe are at a different level of play also, or at least are capable of or were capable of a different level of play. We're certainly not getting the USFL level of play that yeah. is the uh, – uh, one weekend you are a realtor in Gainesville, Florida, and the next you're playing D end yeah, for like that. the uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay um, team that whose name escapes me Bandits. because I invested. So, <laughs> I cared so much about the USFL, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, there is our real football update. It's not the USFL. It's not the NFL. It is real football, the XFL. So the next thing that's going to be happening, we might see some announcements about uh, team names and oh, yeah. uh, the updates for Las Vegas uh, because uniforms. they are the most incomplete team right now. Uniforms, all that stuff is going to be in advance of the draft taking place in November. So we will provide updates as we know more, but I am excited for the XFL yeah. to be back. It should be fantastic. I like the cities. Notice how there's two cities missing in this list. New York and LA. These are this is the only football league, only sports league that does not have New York City or Los Angeles involved in their league. Why? Because there's no interest in those cities for these teams. So they say it makes no sense. No. It makes for bad TV for empty stadiums. These cities actually want football. They will have full stadiums. And remember, Audi Field only holds about twenty thousand people, but it looks full, great on camera because it's but full. But it will be full. Right. It that, will it, be full. That's it, the thing. Is yeah. like. It's, it's the home of the beer snake. Remember the the, the, the massive beer snake? The epic beer snake. Oh, my gosh. That made our – so we had a pretty good one going at, at Wrigley oh, yeah. the one year that we were there. Yeah, that was good. That, that puts it to shame. It, it was just epic. It was floor um, – it was and, field to the top of the stadium. It was fantastic. You can't get any longer in that stadium. Like, that's – I mean, at least going up ways. That, yeah. you, you can't. That's awesome. So um, – yeah, I like how it's also, you know, central. To, and that's that's the reason that there's three teams in Texas. Somebody might look at this uh, list and say, why are there three teams in Texas? Because there's those three cities want football. So you're going to make the most money and have the most fan support there. Why not? So, yeah, it makes more sense. Um, all right. I did a lot of talking there. Chris, uh, you take the lesser uh, but still technically real football uh, the NFL news from this week, especially since you were um, updating this script at 6 p.m. tonight, which was just uh, a couple of hours ago for us. So, um, Chris, I'm going to let you take the lead. I'll pop in some color commentary, but uh, this is your baby. Oh, yeah, because Chris is all about watching that fake football, the NFL, because 
even though I am the XFL guy who gets all the notes, that, hey, I just watched this tunnel. Here's all my notes. Go at it. And that's kind of how it rolls with me and the sports. So, as you all know, training camps are, are upon us. Tom and I are going to the Bears training camp on August 20th, which is the final open to the public training camp practice for the Bears, which is awesome. So, we'll get to see the actual team practice, not just the guys are trying to make the team. We'll probably see the actual team practice, which will be pretty sweet to watch. Hopefully, we see some guys like the Windy City, uh, sport, uh, the Windy City uh, production. He's a Bears YouTuber. Hopefully, we can find him, find some other people I follow for Bears news. So, hopefully, we can meet some people. But let's get into other NFL information like the Kyler Murray contract that he signed, which is five years, $230 million. $160 million are guaranteed, which also include the worst and best clause of all time, the independent study clause, which says he must complete at least four hours of independent study. Now, you might want to know what that clause is. I actually have it written down for you because the clause is epic. It, it, it defines independent study as studies the material provided by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game, including without limitations, any such material provided via an iPad or other electronic device. Time spent in mandatory means shall not constitute independent study. Players shall receive no credit for independent study for any period during which the which player does not personally study the material, the provided material in good faith. For the avoidance of doubt, players shall not receive any credit for independent study with respect to any time periods during which any material is displayed or played on an iPad or other electronic device if a player is not personally studying or watching the material while it is being displayed or played, or B, player is engaged in any other activity that may distract his attention, for example, watching TV, playing video games, or browsing the internet while such material is being played or displayed or played. Why is that put in there? <laughs> so, so basically they're saying he's a bad student. Yes. And no. Which is, uh, <laughs> if, they're, yeah. if we're going to pay... Uh, uh, Johnny Two Shoes, a bunch of money. He's got to get his act together and go to class. Yeah, which is bad look because now they've answered questions about that for three days now. The, and Kyler Murray just spoke to me today and he thinks you said I, I, I study to insinuate. I don't say is nonsense. I don't know why people insinuate that. And people are like, well, their contract is, and do you, are you upset that the team put that in your contract? And he didn't answer that question. He ignored that question and said, you guys want to ask a football question? I was like, uh, dude, I, why is this in your contract? At this point, no one cares about football questions. They just want to know why is this actually yeah. specifically named in your country. And, and Tom, for you, I think this should be every single one of your children, child's uh, study habits when they get old enough that you should make them write this down that if they do not study in a manner such as this, they will not get their allowance or they will not get TV time. You ha This is for all parents everywhere. This is a new standard for our studying clauses. So... There you go. You Dude, I'm, I'm saving this. This is so th this actually takes me back to um, uh, my freshman year at IC when um, uh, Coach Eckhaus required like four hours a week of freshmen uh, from freshmen to go to the library, the certain section of the library, I think on the third floor, yeah, yeah, where we had to sign in. Oh, yeah. yeah um, that was my, that was and, my study and Basically, area. that was just to ensure that you're at least doing, that you're at least doing four hours a week of study time. Um, but, okay, I went once for a couple hours on one one day, um, 
and then I, I, I went up to uh, coach, I think one, one time, this was fall semester too. And so I hadn't even really like technically made the team. And I was like, coach, uh, I, I'm an A student. I got all of this and that. Do I need to go? He goes, yeah, that's just something we put in for the guys that really don't care about class. We're just trying to help them out a little bit. If you're, if you're getting A's, you don't need to keep coming. I'm like, why do you make it a requirement? But you're right. This is something that like, you know, it, it creates good habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's for those guys that maybe don't have yeah. those good mm-hmm. habits. Um, but I could also see how like this makes somebody look bad yeah. mm-hmm. if they already have those good habits, but this insinuates that they don't. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, almost take this word for word <laughs> for, for parenting style like this is your mother, uh, you, yeah my, my boys are gonna your wife's gonna be this, so yeah. ticked she's like what is this nonsense you're like this is any contract <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna say the same thing too and have four hours of chores before i mean the chores must be done in good faith <laughs> yeah yeah, so that's the, the provided material would no, be a honeydew list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> so that is the greatest uh, clause of all time because it's both ridiculous and eyebrow raising. Because we know Tom Brady all he does is say film, Peyton Manning all he does is say film, all the NFL greats just say film, and we assume this was not in their contract because why would you bother putting that in their, their contract? Why would, it, why would it need to be? It didn't need to be for them because you didn't need to sell, tell them you need to care about this. This is going to help you in your future. They knew it because they were the future. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so that that's that. But now to a better situation. An easier one to talk about is Julio Jones signing a one-year, $6 million contract with a max of $8 million in bonuses to play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're no longer the Gronkineers as Gronk has retired, we think. So he said, and his reason for playing with the Bucs was he wanted to play with a Hall of Fame quarterback, check. <laughs> and a team that gave him a chance to win Super Bowl, also check. So... He, he did mention he could have gone to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers. He could have gone to Indiana to play with Matt Ryan again, but he felt like the Bucs were the better option, especially after Tom Brady rejected him and said, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Tom Brady just being the mass recruiter. <laughs> saying, hey, come on. Let's go. Uh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. So now, you gotta love it. the breaking news that happened about 6 p.m. or so, Central Standard Time, DK Metcalf has signed his three-year $72 million contract with $58.2 million in guarantee to return to the Seahawks. He was participating in a hold-in, so his ad camp are not practicing. It's one of those things where he can't get fined for not showing up, but he's also not practicing. It, 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 it's a loophole in the system that players are realizing, hey, if I just show up to camp and don't practice, I can't get fined. I, I don't know how that works, but that's how that works. So that's what happened. And there's not more information from Spotrek at the time of this recording because the contract was literally just signed, so... He has not had time to review the details and tell us what this guy actually really says about what's going on. So that's all we have for you about the DK Metcalf, which I'm a little bit sad because that means the Bears can't get him now. We can't trade for him. We can't trade away all our draft picks right. for a receiver we couldn't really use anyway because we're not going to be good. Well, we don't have a quarterback capable of that caliber of play. But anyway... Uh, I digress. We digress. But we also have three well-known players who are still in hold-ins. They are Roquan Smith, Bears linebacker extraordinaire, all-pro, who's constantly being screwed over from the Pro Bowl because reasons. Uh, Derwin James, a a safety for the Chargers, 
stud when healthy. I think he missed all of last year with an ACL tear, which is unfortunate. He's a dag a daggone good player. And Debo Samuel, the right receiver, half flex, half back slash left tackle slash apart returner slash shake returner slash quarterback of the 49ers because he does about everything on that team. So yeah, I had a good time to love by saying he's left tackle because he, he, he blocks sometimes. He does a little bit of everything. That's not what I was looking at, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Debo Samuel does a little bit of everything and he is, still doesn't have a new contract. So they're participating holdings. We know for the bears, I follow the bears much more closely than all of their teams. The bears put Smith on the physically unable to reform list. Um, we think to avoid having to find him or something like that was the thought we had, but they insist he's hurt. <laughs> they insist he's hurt. His feelings are. He's hurt. He, he, want, he wants a bear conscience. And many people, this... yeah, what people believe is that he wants to be the $20 million a year linebacker because Darius Leonard got close to that 19 and Roquan Smith is at that level. So there is, it's the NFL system of next man up. Gets the bag. That's why Kyler Murray's made a quarter of a million dollars, even though he ain't worth it. So that's just how that works in the NFL. It's, if you're up, you get paid. If you're good enough to get paid, which is just stupid, in my opinion. The belief for Derwin James is he wants to be the highest paid safety, which I think was the Eddie Jackson contract, which is a horrible contract. So Chargers, do not sign that contract. Yes. Do not do it. Do not do it. It's a trap. It's a trap. If I can quote Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. I mean, Eddie Jackson got yelled at by Eberflus for not running in practice today. He's not running hard enough, so he got yelled at. Yes, he made plays, but he makes... I can't play. wait to witness that in uh, person. Eberflus is yelling at Demon's players to run, run, run. He, he got on E-Jack, like, run, dang it, run. So he got yelled at several times for not running hard enough in practice. So Eberflus is my guy already, so I like him a lot. And the Demon Slayer situation... We don't know what contract, what contract he's looking for. We don't know because where do you put him? Do you does he want DK Metcalf money? Does he want more than DK DK Metcalf? Because he also does running back duties. He also does punt return, kick returner, quarterback, left tackle, right guard, center, everything. He plays everywhere for the Niners. It's like where doesn't he play? So we don't know what contract he's looking for. Because how do you put a, a guy in the box when he has no box to be put in? So that's true. Yeah. That's true. So it's it's hard to. Uh, define him and at, and at that it's also hard to value him uh, appropriately right so, so that's probably also what's going into the the contract negotiations there too is um he probably has a higher value on himself than the team does which is typically why these yep. holdouts happen um hold-ins whatever you want to call them but uh, i think that's probably what goes into it is he sees himself be, as as a utility guy and they might be siloing him into well, really, we hired you to do this. So, it, 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 unfortunately, those things happen. But, I mean, soon some information will come to light that will um, give us some more insight into what is going on in the mind of Debo Samuel and the team. But, um, unfortunately, right now, we don't have any, like, list of demands <laughs> from him. So, that's yep. kind of – I mean, other than other than money. I mean, yeah. money, well, time, that's – that, that's really it's like but i mean you can say that about every player in right. the league they want more time they want more money right. so yeah so it's hard to tell it's like the jimmy graham situation when he got franchise tagged by the saints and they gave him the tight end franchise tag and he thought he should be the wide receiver franchise tag because he lined up 66 percent of the time in the slot for them so it's like he felt like he was a wide receiver even though he's listed as a tight end uh, uh, jawa by the way i remember a conversation from college where we had the conversation of Jimmy Graham versus Robert Gronkowski. Who would you take? I said Gronk because when healthy Gronk's better than Jimmy Graham, 
I still stand by that decision. I am still right about the decision. You cannot change my mind. Gronkowski is still better than Jimmy Graham on Jimmy Graham's best day. So I'll stand by that discussion to the other time. I'll take Gronk all day, every day, over any tight end in the NFL for the last, like, eh. Even over Tony Gonzalez. I'll take Gronk because Gronk can actually block. And Tony Gonzalez can just uh, duck under the covers when blocking. So... That's about how, that's the Tony Gonzalez blocking method. Just don't kill me. I have to I have passes to catch still. Love Tony, but he's like just but, don't kill me. I have passes to catch. But, but love Tony Gonzalez. He's he's a receiving tight end. That's all he was. Very good at it. Very good at it. But he, he, no, no Gronk. Where Gronk's throwing guys out the club, no Gronk. As, no Gronk. As, as he calls it, he's throwing guys out the club. <laughs> but, oh man. Well, uh, thanks for the update on these. Uh, I mean, it was it was all contract stuff, really. That yeah. um, oh, oh, oh. that we, we had to update, and, and especially since the stuff was uh, as recent as six p.m. tonight. Yeah. I mean, that's that's nuts. Got, got lucky, got lucky on that one. That I was just had a streaming phone. Oh, what's in the info? Oh, DK Metcalf's on the country. Move, move, move. <laughs> that, hence, why it wasn't a big deal that I was late tonight because no. you were updating the, I the, love the updating. script to, uh, and that's why we didn't get the restream link out. So yeah, that is okay by me because that's information needed to be shared uh again unfortunately not uh for the bears because they can't trade for him but it is what it is it's good content yeah it's good content um before we get to the outro chris we have just recently passed our two-year anniversary of our first episode it's been a while um it is we we yeah it's crazy that we started this two years. We, we actually started it longer um, than that ago. Yeah. I mean, it, this was May of 2020 that we yeah. started the idea for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've made it two years. Um, it, it's been a while. We, we've had some times where it's like, okay, we got to take a step back. And then we've also had some times where we're like, we need to do some more. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's been awesome and i i'm i'm glad that i've gotten to do two years of this with you man this has been fun i mean these are just these are all the conversations that you and i were having most of the conversations you and i were having um through text or over the phone or whatever when you would come to visit um and we'd have like you know campfire bonfire talk whatever um it it would always come back around to the, the sports stuff and now we're just we're doing it with mics in front of us and have been for two years it's wild wild to say the least and i never would have thought that someone would have played um our content uh, about 1300 times oh man that's that's about what we're looking at which i know for for some people they're like oh you're only playing 1300 i get that in a week on my instagram likes but i'm like oh you know what this is this is cool for us this is this is really fun for us like we i i have a reason now to talk with my best friend every week yeah absolutely that I mean, I I can never complain to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't complain either because I don't use Facebook all that often. So 13 your play sounds very <laughs> dang good. I, if I'm on Facebook 13, like three times in a year, that's, not, that's noteworthy at this point. So the fact I even volunteered to post on Facebook, I didn't because I just – it's just it's just how I am. It's like – but it's like if the fact that right. I thought about it, like, hang on a second. I'm actually thinking about using social media. That's that, This is nuts. So – 
And it's great because I know people see me at work. I'm the quiet, chill, do the work guy. And you get to see me on this show. It's like, I get fired up about everything. You get fired I, up about stagflation and, and I, the bears. I, I, I have a range of emotions. It's just that they, at work is work. There's not much to get fired up about. This is where, this is life. This is fun stuff. This is stuff I'm This more, is life. Life is exciting. This is passion. Life is, yeah, yeah, passion life is about something. heated. <laughs> yes. Especially exactly. When, you got to have passion about something. It's not, not everyone um, gets to have a passion about work, but you got to have a passion for something. And um, I, I enjoy every week just getting and, and chatting with you. I'm the less prepared one of the two. <laughs> Shocker. But um, what I'm always excited for is getting to hang out with you Absolutely. and um, just appreciate those that have supported us for the Absolutely. past two years um, I want to uh, thank my my wife for yeah. letting me have you know a couple hours a week to, to, to record this, and it's just uh, amazing. And you know the the guys like like Jawa and, and Waldeck who have been on multiple times. Paul, I mean th those three are some of our biggest fans. Paul for sure. I yeah. mean, um, it, what I didn't tell you is he when you posted the. Facebook post that you did the solo episode and said that I was on vacation. He immediately messaged me and said, Hey man, enjoy your vacation. Like, <laughs> he, he cares. He yeah. cares about us. Yeah. And I've met the guy one time. We tried to do a video chat with him once. Oh, never met him, but he supports us. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. thank yeah. you, Paul. Thank you, Jawa. Thank you, Waldeck. Um, my, my former coworker, Mark still occasionally listens too. so like we've got people out there that, um, they like listening to us, our, our, our families, especially. Um, so it's just awesome that we have a support system behind us. Even if that doesn't get tons and tons of views, like we've said from the start, we're not in it for the views. I'm in it because I get to talk with my friend every week, my best friend every week. And uh, that's fun. So that's oh, yeah. the fun for me. Um, so we're going to, as we have always said before, we're going to keep uh, pushing out content we're going to keep recording and um it's going to keep being fun for us until it's not and then we're going to go back to just two old grumpy guys talking about sports just without mics in front of us it's just going to be hanging out but uh until we get that point we will still welcome you back every week oh yeah we will come back every week and we'll always come back with a new passion because eventually there's gonna be something else that takes me off i had to go off about because that's just how that works there's some only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Something and it's else. It's probably going to be economically driven. Uh, because so. that's, that, that's typically what does it. That, football, uh, yeah, I'll get heated up. But economics, where I'll just lose. Like, because people don't know anything. Because it's like the very few of us who have enough patience to sit down goes and read economics can deal with this. And most people I talk to, accountants, hate economics. They hate it. I have. Oh yeah. My, I, I, everyone I know who took economics, hate, uh, economics as an accountant hated it. I'm the, I'm like the only guy I know who likes it. So it's like it's something I care about and I almost went into I didn't see a career path in economics outside of being a professor, and that sounds horrible to me. So I went with accounting for a job. <laughs> went with accounting. Went with accounting. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you can expect more of that. Uh, more Tom's takes coming up, including uh, – well – but not limited to emus on the street. <laughs> yep. Um, really, Liberty Mutual is getting aggressive with their, their marketing campaigns. So, um, but anyway, now for your regularly scheduled yep. outro, we will 
not have any new updates, but I mean, keep an eye out for like, I mean, we're, we're going to have some bear stuff coming up in about a month, less than yes, a month. So a month, yeah. uh, that's, that's coming. And we may have something additional on top of that. That will be a real surprise this time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to go. We might have to go old school with it. We might have to go old school with the surprise, but please follow our Facebook page for updates on the show. And also, Email us at sports more with ct kevlc kevlc at gmail.com if you have questions on the show we will try to get back to you if we remember to because well life happened so we don't have a pr person life. to help us out with this so it's the two of us because we don't make because we don't make money no um on this show on we have not show. found a third person um, to uh do this for free with us so <laughs> exactly no one's crazy enough just the two yeah, of us yeah um, as always, you can go to anywhere that you get your podcast and download this episode and any previous ones. Um, if you want to check out the ones that we put on YouTube, those are still out there, although we're just focusing on the audio right now. Um, but wherever you are, especially if that's on Facebook, like, and if you are on the podcast sites, subscribe, follow whatever the, the action is there and uh, keep joining us every week. And I think all of you probably the tens and tens of people listen to our statistics and ramblings on stagflation on real football, the XFL and about the NFL, which occasionally has football happen. Occasionally, not all that often. Our next episode's creation date is to be decided next week is a month end for us accountants. So, I mean, something to consider. So we'll, we'll see if it's next week may not, but keep an eye on the Facebook page for that update um, but until then, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, stay free. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment. Thank <laughs> you.